Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. There he goes, finally off to work. You know, it's been six months since his accident. He just got his new bike, was going to take it for a spin around the block. Some idiot looking at his phone ran a stoplight and plowed right into him. Steve was hurt pretty bad. Thank goodness he was wearing a helmet. And thank goodness for Schmidt Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at KansasCityLawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. Heading out on the open road is the perfect way to spend a beautiful day. Located deep in the heart of the Ozarks, Pulaski County, Missouri doesn't disappoint with its breathtaking scenic views. Some of the pit stops you need to check out as you make your way through the countryside include tributes to veterans and active armed forces members at Fort Leonard Wood, the John B. Mahaffey Museum Complex, Memorial Grove, Freedom Rock, and many more. Historic sites like the 1903 Courthouse Museum, the Old Stagecoach Stop, and the Rubidoux Spring Cherokee Campsite. The Bow and Barrel Sportsman Center, featuring an indoor gun and archery range. The Uranus Entertainment Complex, a truly out-of-the-world experience full of quirky finds and home to the most delicious fudge along the Mother Road. And some popular food and drink stops, including Home Plate Grill, 28 Shots Bar and Grill, Sweetwater Barbecue, The Tap on Route 66, Hopper's Pub, The Burger Stand, Piney River Tap Room, Route 66 Taco and Wings, and Sweet Peas Barbecue. Find more great places and plan out your ride at visitpulaskicounty.org. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, Randy Urkel Lewis. How are you, sir? <laughs> I've never been called esteem or Urkel, so <laughs> it's a new day. <laughs> it's a dichotomy between yeah. the two. Yeah, it's a beginning is what it is. Well, have you had a good week? Yeah, man. Still above ground, alive. Still hotter than the seventh circle of hell. Oh, homie, if that's going to get hot this week yeah, too. Yeah, man. So obviously, I coach high school football. That was your mistake. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the hypocrisy only goes so far. But I am, I am a hypocrite because last year I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, guess what? I'm doing football. But well, don't I'm, worry. We all expect you to say at the end of this year, I'm done. 
and we expect <laughs> you to be back next year. It's it's with me. It's I weigh so many different freaking options. And the way I live my life is it's never usually about me. Like I'll go through all the shit. I'll take on all the hell. I'll take on all the discomfort so that the people around me can enjoy things. The flip side of that is I, I enjoy very little. When does Randy get his? The what I get enjoyment out of is, you know, seeing my wife and kids prosper. You know, coaching football, it's not necessarily about me or some dire love for their you know, playing or being around it anymore. It's, it's cause we have a bunch of sackless wonders as far as our men goes. And I feel like, Hey, if I can contribute just a small portion of that and get our area back to the way it used to be, if I can do that, I'll deal with all the bullshit. You know, you're sure putting that out that. there a false image that you're a decent guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's all right. You're struggling, but that's okay. I, I Good am, on you. I am. It, it's really more about, giving back to the community that, you know, kind of made me what I am as far as work ethic, um, morals, just that straight and narrow, not really straight and narrow, but more. I was just going to say, going to have to stop you there. More of that. Hey, you know, football and sports and athletics teach you more about life than it does the game. It does. And it really helped me out in a point in my life where it could have went a completely different direction. Sure. So... Anyway, so that's what I'm looking to give back. So that's the reason why I chose to do it yet cool. again. As long as you're having a good time. Listen, uh, I want to talk about a couple of things. But first of all, we've had a lot of requests to get back to talking about a featured ride. So, okay. Yeah. I listen. Uh, sure. We'll do it. This week's featured ride, and it's at ozarkrides.com. There's plenty of links there that says, ironically enough, featured ride. What? Uh, is called Push Mountain Loop. Push it. Push it. Push it. It's really actually good. one of the better rides in Arkansas, and it's a pretty popular ride. And it starts and ends in Mountain Home, Arkansas. If you don't know where that is, of course, you need to go to the map and look. But it's about centrally located with regards to east and west, almost up to the Missouri state line. Mm-hmm. So this is a really beautiful ride. It's about 121 miles. Uh, as I said, it starts and ends in Mountain Home. And it goes through a lot of the national forest down there. So you're going to see a lot of the ride is kind of like a snake at the top of the ridge of Push Mountain. Yeah. So you get a lot of views and you can see for as far as you can, I can glimpse, you know. Oh, it's a, it's a dope spot in the state of Arkansas. It is. Especially if you like that kind of scenic riding Well, it's got a little bit of everything in it for somebody. It's got some uh, more challenging areas and then it's got the long sweep curves. Or you can lay on the throttle and still get your bike leaned in. Yeah, pound through it. Yeah. So. I call that ride the twofer because where we come from, to get to there, I start and end in Yellville. So I take that 125 through Peel Ferry. Well, no, there's another there's another ride that we have featured. So from where we're at, we go down and take the Peel Ferry ride all the way down into Yellville. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Now you get to start that and back there. Yeah, and it's to. a loop. So you don't have to start in uh, Mountain Home. You can start... Yeah anywhere along the way. In fact, if you go to OzarkRides.com and go to the Push Mountain uh, ride, uh, you'll see a, a video there of a, of actually me riding along uh, Highway 341, and you can kind of get a sense of what it's like. So this is what I think is sick about, and I'm going to, this might be the only time, so everybody listen in and tune in very well, mainly oh, you, Craig. Shit. What do you do? I'm going to give you a compliment. You lie. It makes me feel sick to my I, stomach I'm to nervous. say this. But... 
So every rally you've ever been to, especially down in Arkansas or Missouri, right? You get those pamphlets and it tells you all the rides, correct? Well, there's I'm a little about, nervous, folks. I don't know what the hell. There's about with. five or six rides. Shit, you can be from anywhere in the world and access these rides because they're so heavily pushed. They're so, you know, promoted as the best rides. Which, so, in fact, they're not. So yes, what I'm going to give to you is the fact that what people don't understand always is this isn't just something that you've looked up on a map or taken from someone else's map and said, oh yeah, this is it, this is it, this is it, and just kind of phoned it in. You've literally rode all these rides. You've been on these rides, and that's how these rides have been created. It's by you getting out there on your motorcycle, cruising around, find a road, let's see where it goes, map it, and put it together as a ride. So when when we say this is a great ride, it's because one of us two has physically been on this ride. And it's not just saying, you know, hearsay or, you know, hey, I was at the rally and they said, go on the big trail. This is where you got to go. This guy told me it was a great ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So firsthand so, experience, you push mountain understand. is a good ride, and it's one of the ones they push. But uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, it really is a good ride. But like you said, the five that they uh, promote, yeah, uh, yeah, they're not the best rides in Arkansas, and that includes Pig Trail. Yeah, fantastic ride. Don't want to demean from it, but the truth is, it's not the best ride. I would agree with that. It's not the most scenic ride. And I guess it depends on your point of view because some guys absolutely love that. Some guys absolutely love wanting to go on all the most epic rides, see all the other dudes out there, say, hey, I've been on it. You saw me on it. But the guys that really want to get out and ride and explore different avenues, there's so much that Missouri and Arkansas has to offer. That's why these featured rides are so freaking killer. Yeah. I mean, I prefer the rides that I get on that I've never been to before and go, oh, where have you always been? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I can think of one right off the top of my head in Missouri that I rode in and around this road for years. Mm-hmm. And then a buddy of mine took me, he said, have you smitten down this road? And I'll save that for another featured ride. Yeah, but, there you go. Uh, it is, in my opinion, one of the best rides in mm-hmm. all of the Ozarks. Yeah. So it it's encompasses the 125 route, but it's not 125. Say so it ain't so. It's, well, I, I will. There you go. So... I have a question for you. All right. God comes down and strikes his wand or whatever scepter, whatever he's <laughs> wand, sporting. As if God's a fairy. <laughs> Come yeah. on now. Whatever Come he's sporting now. this day. <laughs> and says, Randy, for the rest of your life, you can only have one motorcycle. Mm. Factoring in that you're never going to exchange it. You're never going to customize it. No. Okay. Yeah. That no, was listen, not part of the deal. That's the deal. That's not part of the deal. Stock motorcycle i can't do stock you know this this is why it's a tough question stock sucks stock sucks well okay 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 i've got i've got my avenue go ahead finish your question and it has to be an overall motorcycle meaning if you think you're going to go dirt biking got to have it for that if you're going to go cross country you got to have it for that Mm -hmm. you never get to touch or look at another motorcycle (laughs) all right all right let her rip tater chip all right, here's how the convo would go for me. I'd be like, God, I love you. I believe in you. I follow you. But what's the devil offering? Can <laughs> <laughs> I get a second? Yeah. What's the other side offering here? I'm a negotiator. Okay, so this is what this is the best that you got to offer me. What's the other side saying? <laughs> if I have to, I'm already going to hell. My past endeavors are they've probably oh, yeah, my ticket's been punched. They've probably struck in me to there anyway. So 
what's the other side offer? <laughs> can I get a customize? Can I get a alter? Can I get a change? Can I get maybe I'll two? I'll tell you what I'll do for you since I'm playing the role of God. Uh, you can have both, meaning we'll talk about what you would want that you can't okay. customize. And then what would you want if you could customize it? Okay. I would okay. assume they would be the same bike, but maybe not. <sighs> Probably not, to be honest with you. So if I cannot customize, I can't do shit to it. It's got to be 100% bone stock. What about stuff that wears out? You can get repair parts. You can repair it. Can I change it in the repair process? No, you can. It's got to stay stock. Uh, Don't try to weasel in a customization <laughs> under the header. That's a repair. God dang, homie. Like that, that to me is absolutely tough. But my gut reaction would have to be, I'd probably go with a, a new model Road Glide Sevo is what I'd probably go with. So you never want to go on the dirt again? Never I'd, in the dirt road. I'd take that on the dirt. Stock geometry, stock everything, I'd take it on the dirt. Whatever. Young whippersnappers. If he's going to promise that that thing is going to last through whatever abuse. No, no. Just that you can only have one kind. Uh. It's going to take the abuse. And you're going to have to repair it as needed. All right. The reason why I choose a road glide is... Well, I knew it was going to be a Harley. What else would there be? Is there another option? Yeah. No. <laughs> the reason why I choose that is because of the low fairing height. So when we do off-road stuff or whatever, you can see objects a little bit closer in front of you. So for me, a street glide doesn't offer that entirely. So that's why I'd go with the road glide. I really love the balance of the road glide. Plus, with the fixed fairing, I don't have excess weight on the handlebars. You know, as far as off-roading. Is it, Harley cutting you a check? Shit, no. I wish. <laughs> Plus, the Sevo. Now I've got power. I've got a lot more power than normal. Okay. If I am into tunes, I can get the boom audio on that. So now I have tunes. I have a bike that sucks for it, but I can muscle it through any off-road whatever that I might be taking it on. I could cruise comfortably long distance, and for short distance, it, it's still a great bike. You know, it's good valving suspension, good tunes, good comfort, good everything. I am getting to the age where comfort somewhat speaks to me. Not very much. I mean, it's a very small part of it. But that's what I would go with if I absolutely had just to have a bone stock... <laughs> Wait a minute. I changed my mind. Is that fair? Yeah, go ahead. I'll the Harley Pan, the Harley Pan America is what I'd go with. That's that's what I would go with. Well, you know, I wondered at first why you wouldn't have chose that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I kind of half ass forgot about it. But that's what I would go that's with. That's how impressive it is. <laughs> no, I mean it is very impressive. You can't tell me anybody that's ever been on no, or around or with that bike. Nice. They're not impressed. Yeah. Massive amounts of power. Off-road capability, great on-road capability, good functionality, fairly good comfort-wise as far as seating position. I'm just an idiot and forgetting about it. That's that's the bike I would go with if it was just bone stock. What about okay. you? Well, I would take, I think what I, my old geezer mind is an obvious choice. The Goldwing? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I, for, I forget. You need a trike. Why you little... <laughs> with that bum-ass knee... Your old, decrepit body. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I think I would go with something tried and true that has a track record of uh, reliability. Uh, so, when it did break down, it would be far and few between. But anything mechanical breaks down. Yeah. 
It would be the uh, Honda Africa Twin. You ain't tall enough for that bike. I am tall You're enough. Not actually... I'm as tall as you are. Shit. I just slump. Yeah, shit, son. You need to get a step stool to get on and off of that bike. I'll get a step stool. Yeah. That's the bike no, I would No, this take. is what you need. <laughs> you need one of those hoists to lift old people into the pool for their aerobics exercises. That's what you need getting on and off of that bike. Could I get one of those? <laughs> that would be awesome. You'll have to have an African twin and a chase truck to get your ass on and off of that bike. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a pit crew. <laughs> Great bike. Love the choice. I just don't know if it's fitting for you. Well, I, I didn't ask you. <laughs> I would take, in a fantasy world, I could get on that bike. Yeah. Swear to God. Yeah, it's... It, it should not amaze you at any point anymore. No, it doesn't. It just okay. You know. Explain. But Africa here's twin. the deal. Now you said I told you that you could choose one that you could customize. Okay. Okay. I don't have one to customize, so I'll let you have your okay. childish way. So I get to alter it for anything that I might may or may not want to do. What I'm going with is an Evo platformed Dyna. Is what I'm going with. The reason why I say an Evo platform Dyna is because there's so many aftermarket engines that I need more power. Well, that's a good little swap out. I go for a Dyna because if I do want to off-road, well, now I can I can alter the shocks. I can alter that sort of stuff. Get good valving, get good suspension, get decent ride. With a twin cam, you're limited a little bit on what you can switch in and out. With a Dyna, say like the, FX, the old FXR, those bitches handle so well. Those run so well. I can upgrade the platform on the engine. I can upgrade the suspension. I can upgrade the transmission. I can do all that stuff and feasibly reach so many different avenues. You know, say I'm going to dirt track it. Well, now I put badass suspension onto it and I could get it up in the air a little bit and ride the crap out of that thing. If I want to go bang canyons or corners, well, now I get to drop the suspension back down, put a different style on it, different tires, bang through. They handle really, really well. Now, a Dyna inherently comes with mid-controls, which my old ass is getting to where mid-controls are a little bit more comfortable Did you just now. say your, your old ass? Older ass. Older ass, okay? The mid-controls aren't Snot nose, kid. bothering me near as bad, mainly because of lower back pain and being split out like I'm on an OB table on forward controls and bars that are out in front. It tends to it tends. I to could see you it. on an OB table. <laughs> yeah i'd have to be up on a little table for someone to get at <laughs> but that's probably what i would go with is you know like that late 80s fxr probably is what i would hit now did you say ladies fxr all right or come, did you say late 80s listen here late 80s okay. fxr all right so what else can you regale us with mm. told you what i wanted to talk about you come here empty-handed? Yeah, pretty much. I figured everything was already here for me. Huh. Beer, microphone, platform to shit-talk you on. What Free else could beer? I possibly want? Yeah. All right. So every rider, I don't know any rider out there that comes through a slump where they're just like, you know, what am I doing? Especially guys that work. You know, you kind of lose that luster for stuff. You lose that luster for riding, customizing. The love of riding. Yeah. I don't know anybody that that hasn't just hasn't struck him at some point in time. You know, you always hear the thing, oh, I used to have a bike, but then I had kids, so I sold them all. Well, that for them is their point where they're just like, it's not the most important. Yeah. 
motorcycling has always been very, very important to me. I carry it through to my wife, my kids, everything. So it is very important to them. But through the daily grind and the rigmarole of wake up, punch a time clock, work on everybody else's shit, and go back home, do the dad thing, do whatever, there gets to be a point in time even in my life where it's just like, shit, I need a breath. You know, I just, this is convenient or this is easier, this best fits. Um, I've always said I log more miles than most people. It's just never on my own bike. So right now I own a ton of bikes, but I don't hardly ever get to ride them. But for whatever reason, I've been bit by this bug to want a bike for myself again, you know, outside of what everybody else is doing, outside of what everybody else wants. So I am building a motorcycle for myself what? that I have wanted to build for a long time, way before these things were even popular. I've wanted to build, I've got sketches of bikes that I've drawn up from 10 or 15 years ago that now is very, very popular, but it's a, it's kind of a big wheel soft tail is what it is. I know everybody's like, Oh, the big wheel, you're an idiot. I just really like the aesthetics of them. I like that obscure, like almost cartoonish, like, Holy shit. I didn't even know that that would geometry physically would fit. I love lay frame stuff mainly because it's a little bit sketch. You know, you run a lay frame bike Everybody's always like, well, what happens if the air ride fails? What happens if you drag frame? That's the part that's exciting to me. Like, yeah, what happens? What do I get to do? What's going to, you know, what's going to come? So right now I'm on the starting process of building. I picked up an 05 Heritage years ago. Um, a buddy of mine passed away on this bike. And I know everybody's like, well, that's that's a bad omen. Oh, I remember that bike. Yeah. The, everybody's been telling me, you can't do anything with that bike. That's a bad omen. I think about that shit differently. You know, him and I had a good relationship. He was a great dude. He was a true motorcyclist guy. I feel like there's good karma behind it. And there's good karma behind, you know, when you take a bike that wrecks, this is stupid for most people, but this is shit that I think about. He was a great dude, loved motorcycling. He went, hit a deer, went down, ended up succumbing to it. So his wife was just kind of in a bad spot. So, and they had a bill on a panhead that I'd done for him. So I traded out the work on the panhead, give them their bike back, running, riding great for this guy's son is going to take the panhead and they give me his soft tail that he had wrecked on. In trade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't really even wrecked that bad. Frame was still great. Yeah, the tins were dented up. So I'm starting on the process of building a bike for my wife and I to go ride on. And it's an 05 soft tail that I'm going to put a 26 on. I'm going to make it lay frame and put a bigger wheel on the back too. And just do it up in a, a style that I've always wanted. Now, what differs from all the new big wheel soft tails is I'm not going big, flashy paint. I'm not doing a bunch of crazy, obscure stuff that says, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm doing it kind of more of a classic, timeless look with just a little bit of modern twist to it. Cool. So that's where I'm at. So it got me thinking There's about, no bad juju in that bike. I mean, like you said, the relationship you had and everything. Yeah. I look at it this way. Maybe he's uh, so happy that you've got it back on the road. Now and yeah. again, maybe when he's not busy, he'll look down on you and Maybe he'll bless it a little you. bit. Bless it a little bit. E exactly. And I didn't, I didn't rape and pillage his family to get this bike dirt cheap. You know what no, I mean? No, it's like, a fair deal. You know, some people will find a death or find something like that. And they're like, hey, I'll, I'll give take you, advantage I'll give you pennies on that. You need the money. You need this and try to steal it from them. Well, that's just not how this situation went. No. So I feel like there's good karma behind it. And I feel like if you believe in that sort of stuff, like 
it, it's got good vibes to it, if you will. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Look forward to seeing it. So it got me thinking through it. It's like, you know, most today I see a lot of my customers come in and they want to modify their bikes or they want to impress the crowd at all these big rallies that they go to and all these big events that they go to. They want to be the guy that's seen. They want to be the guy that is, hey, look at this and look at me and look at what I've got. I've seldom seen people just being like, hey, man, I just I just want to go bang corners, bang rides. I want to go to these rallies and events just to be a part of it, but not be the event. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it gets me thinking about, you know, what, what do most people like now? What do they like to do? Are there any guys out there that, you know, like that hardtail panhead I have, think about how many people love that motorcycle, but would never ride it. chopper. Yeah. But would never ride it because, oh, it's uncomfortable or, oh, it's this or, oh, it's that. What about the love of what it was like Right back in the 60s and 70s? Yeah, you could have got super comfortable bikes. You could have got super reliable bikes. You could have got these bikes, but what did everybody ride? They rode those bikes because there's so much connection to what it is and so much connection to the heritage of a bike like that. I think, and this is probably going to, a lot of people are going to poo-poo me for the saying this, but I really think there's way too much estrogen in men nowadays. <laughs> That's a, a foul way of saying it, I guess. But yeah. um, I don't know. People, are, they're not. It's a they, different they time. It's a different time. People are not as tough. Yeah. In yeah. general speaking, yeah. as they used to be. Some of the bikes that I've ever had, they're just like, why would you ride that? Why would you even be out here? Why would you not? 800 miles from home riding that. You've got no music. You've got no suspension very much. You've got this big inch motor. Like, why would you even attempt to do something like that? And I'm like, dude, that's that's the thrill of it. That's the fun Well, if you're it. young, that's the way to go. But yeah. to be fair to the other side of the coin, if you're an old geezer like me, you can't do that. No. Because it'll eh. just tear you up too much. That, maybe I'm And we gonna... had talked about that in a previous episode. Guys yeah. that have these awesome bikes will know, but by my daily rider... Mm-hmm. is something whatever xyz that is a much more comfortable yeah and it's probably the, the reason why my mentals at that point was because i'm not to that point in my life yet no but you will you know relative terms i'm young you know at 38 or whatever you're younger than my daughter so you're just a snot-nosed pup exactly exactly so i'm still willing to take the abuse because i love the pain i yeah. love the abuse and the struggle of things you know, my whole life has been about somewhat about struggle, hardship, fighting through stuff. And I relish that. And some people just don't relish that. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. We had some interesting thoughts about uh, one only bikes and <laughs> got our push mountain in and uh, realized that uh, Randy is a jackass. <laughs> And so we'll pick it up next time. If you like the podcast, we sure wouldn't mind if you'd consider anyway becoming a Patreon member. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides or link it from ozarkrides.com. Don't forget to check out the featured ride. And we hope that you'll all join us again next episode. So until then, be sure to ride safe and always keep it on two wheels. (laughs) 